0: A Jason Kenny win is actually being celebrated by a number of premiers across this country today. Who, by the way, announced that they're having their first ministers meeting in July. Which I would love. I would like to be sent to that assignment, please. I want to be. Uh, I want to be invited to the first ministers meeting this year with Tr- Justin Trudeau, because that's that's going to be an awkward one. <laughs> I got to be honest, because uh, Jason Kenny is is just a very painful thorn in Justin Trudeau's. You know, already very bruised uh, political hide inside. And, uh, you know, without question, there's no love between these two men. Because Kenny set a tone, not just last night. Remember he compared um, Justin Trudeau's depth to a, a finger bowl? I mean, that was, that was not that long ago. They don't like each other. He does not like Mr. Trudeau. But in his victory speech, uh, it was not your, your usual thank you speech. I was actually quite surprised by the tone of it. Because it's very, very clear that uh, his government is not only going to undo Rachel Notley's carbon tax, he will join Ontario's court battle against the tax, the one that uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, a number of other provinces are already involved in. And the pipelines are going to be built. Come hell or high water those pipelines are getting built but it was it was his comments on uh, foreign meddling which caught my well you couldn't you couldn't help but hear it but it was it was his comments on this foreign meddling of our energy sector which certainly certainly came as welcome news for me
1: i have a message another message a message to those foreign funded special interests <laughs> who have been leading a campaign of economic sabotage against this great province to the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, to the Tides Foundation, to Lead Now, to the David Suzuki Foundation, and to all of the others, your days of pushing around Albertans with impunity just ended.
0: Boom. There you go. So I've talked about uh, foreign-funded activism on our energy sector for a very long time, and it, and it has been going on unchallenged for over a decade. Without question, without question, it's done severe, if not, I think, irreversible damage to our, our energy sector. So to see a premier or a politician in this country directly and very vocally put those groups on notice uh, is unheard of. I mean, if, if this has been said before... I want to hear that audio because I've never heard uh, a politician be that unequivocal about something that is so long overdue and was clearly very, very welcomed in the room he was in last night. Let's bring uh, Stuart Muir into this conversation, historian and uh, as well as executive director of Resource Works, which is an advocacy group uh, that uh, backs and, and stands up for energy projects across this country. Hi, Stuart. Hi,
1: Alex. How are you?
0: Were you surprised by the comments uh, Jason Kenney said last night? He's
1: been setting that up for a long time. The crowd clearly was expectant of strong messages from him. He delivered that with his victory. You know, 38 more seats. That's an incredible surge. He has a clear mandate from the people of Alberta to take those messages and turn them into action. So, no, I wasn't surprised. It's been a long time in the making.
0: It certainly has been for Alberta. I mean, this is not uh, unusual. Vivian Krauss, who, um, those who who listen are familiar with her, but Vivian Krauss really has, uh, you know, she spent the last decade um, unearthing and finding the trails of foreign funding which has been used against our resources in, in this country uh, for so long. And I think it's just now, Stuart, starting to kind of become part of a, a bigger conversation where people are starting to catch on, okay, we've been under attack here.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, most everyone I know, every Canadian is a conservationist and in a, an environmentalist at heart. They want the best things to, for the environment. What's different with these groups is that they have been pursuing strategies with a lot of American money to undermine our confidence in ways that are basically shifty. They've not been honest. They've been sort of devious with all these campaigns to not be truthful, to make up uh, risks that don't exist, and have a lot of money to spend on promoting them. And I think that's a big part of it, that the authenticity and integrity is not there. And that's maybe why the carbon tax is running into these problems. So I think it's as much a pre on integrity and in public life as it is about this, you know, this specific problem. And I think this is a moment for a lot of people to reflect on it.
0: Sure. I mean, we're talking money, but it's not Canadian money. We're talking about American money mm. being used oh, yeah. to fight our interests. And right. America's oil is flowing quite well. Their energy sector is booming <laughs> it's, it's, and ours has completely is. flatlined. But when I hear Kenny say, OK, we'll hold an inquiry and we're coming for you, what does he mean? Is that just talk or is he actually going to go after this?
1: Well, when he makes a campaign platform commitment of that specific nature, you've got to think that there is going to be a follow-up that will, will be very specific in itself, and and so given the uh, all of the messages we've heard that look, we're going to be jumping into action. We've got uh, you know 100 days, all that kind of thing. You can expect to see that there will be some specific measure to deliver on that promise soon. But you know, one thing I'd like to mention is that it's not just Jason Kenney yeah. that's bothered by this today uh i am in Terrace, british columbia the senators on a traveling committee from the transportation committee they're looking at the bill to do with the tanker right. they had some environmentalists come in local environmentalists who get a lot of money from the u.s come in and i think the environmentalists thought that they were going to you know have have a hearing where it was all very sympathetic to their their uh, quest to landlock canadian resources but the senators almost every one of them be- turned the tables and it became a bit of an inquisition as to where they got their money from. They had to reveal. This is just within the last couple of hours, Alex, This is really news, that uh, they got 70% of their money from the U.S. in one case, all their money from the U.S. in another case. And, you know, this is what – the, these are the campaigns that have created the false impressions around the coastal gas pipeline and mm-hmm. LNG that have been in the news recently. That's where it came from, foreign dollars. Not just Alberta that suffered,
0: no, and I'm glad to see those questions are being asked. I mean, it's about time it's only taken what a couple of uh a decades, a couple, but well, decades yeah, yeah. And, and so, look, we know that the tanker ban um you know it's in the Senate right now, if this thing gets passed uh. And I don't think Kenny will go quietly on this issue either. And and it's not getting as much attention as it should. But if that tanker ban actually passes and the Senate pushes it through, you can kiss Canadian oil goodbye because we will not, I don't think, survive that ban. Certainly not, uh, you know the the way we, we'll push out some oil, but just not we won't be able to, to 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 tap our potential. But you know, for all the talk that we hear and we have about you know interference with the Russians and compromising our democracy, it's already happening here with the undermining of our national interests, our our energy um, industry. Uh, And and groups, uh, I'll cite uh, Lead Now, which I think was very active in this campaign, Mm -hmm. certainly was very active in the federal election against Stephen Harper and and played a big role against Ford in the Ontario election. This meddling is already happening.
1: That's right. And no one has ever challenged it in a way that is methodical, systematic like this. We did remember Joe Oliver during the conservative days. He uh, barked on this a couple of times and he always got kind of shouted down. It didn't turn into a cause. This time is different. You know, it's the same fact set. It is the same kind of inter- interference. But I think there's a new resolve because the consequences have been so damaging now.
0: Yeah. Well, for sure. And the voice is different. I mean, Joe Oliver, nice enough guy, but not exactly, uh, a, you know, he, he's not going to, to have people stop and, and listen. But when you get uh, a Jace, uh, Jason Kenney, you get a Doug Ford, yeah. you've got a Scott Moe, you've got all these, uh, you know, kind of out there and, and very loud uh, conservatives who aren't going to sit back and, and they I, I have a feeling uh, that they're going to work very closely together to push not just Alberta oil but against the carbon tax. So Trudeau's up against a different force than let's say Joe Oliver was because again he was pushing back against a number of left uh, premiers and he wouldn't have gotten a lot of support.
1: Yes and we talk about premiers, we talk about Alberta I'll tell you, I've been talking with uh, First Nations chiefs also in northwest B.C. They are among the most aggrieved by this. They are uh, so, so hurt by the poverty that is imposed on them by these idealistic American billionaires. They can write a check from San Francisco from their mansion. To turn Canada into their fantasy forest or whatever it is that that motivates this, uh, but they're not thinking about the hardship they're creating for Canadians. And certainly not just Indigenous Canadians, all kinds of ca- Canadians all across the country. Um, it is brutal what they're doing.
0: Right, and and Kenny did mention uh, that he will work and push for Indigenous groups because there are a number of Indigenous groups yeah. that aren't oh, anti-oil. Yeah. There's the Eagle Spirit Pipeline, which uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and uh, you know First Nations groups are trying to push through, and then there are other Indigenous groups. Uh, there's one that wants to buy the Trans Mountain and get that done. That, to me, is just smart, not just for reconciliation, but giving true independence to First Nations groups. Um, And that is something I think, uh, you know, will appeal to a lot of people.
1: Oh, and they need help. Anyone who's in Toronto in the finance sector, you know, we need Canada to come together. How do we create the financial instruments? How do First Nations get around the fact that they have all these issues with, you know, their ability to borrow things, but they are so motivated to do things. So there's got to be solutions to this.
0: Well, there do. And one of the messages sent by Jason Kenney, uh, and I think it was interesting, he did it in French, which has never happened. So Mm. Quebec was um, issued a, 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 I don't don't know if I'd say a warning, but certainly a message with um, pretty strong terms in French, basically saying, we're happy to help we're happy to you know give the money but you've got to work with us now and so he was pushing for energy east to be completed which is a tiny little a tiny little portion of it that runs through Quebec. The rest of it's already built. Yep. Uh, and Francois, Francois Lago was asked about, you know, will you work with, with the premier? And, and again, he went back to, well, there's no social license f- for oil, which is nonsense because they're taking yeah. all these Saudi and Venezuelan oil. But do oh, you yeah. think that Kenny can, can work with him and push this through? Because that's a game changer for this country.
1: Yeah, well, when we, when have we ever had a premier with the amount of federal cabinet experience that Jason Kenney brings to this? You know, you talk about social licensing in, in Quebec on oil. Well, to say they don't have it yet, I was showing senators today a map of the island of Montreal, North Island, five tankers yeah. moving crude oil and other products around at any given time. Across the river, there is a, a beautiful provincial park with some rare flora and fauna it's in some of the most sensitive transportation waters in the country Mm -hmm. and they say there's no social license for oil i beg to differ the evidence says otherwise they just don't like western oil they are myopic and living in this fantasy world. I think Jason Kenney does know how to upset that. I think he's going to he's going to be up in Premier Horgan's grill. He's going to be up in Quebec. Well, there. he's going to
0: turn the oil off to Mister Horgan. So yeah, yes, <laughs> you know
1: Bill Twelve. Yeah, turn off the taps.
0: Yeah, yep. well, and the other thing is, I'm not sure Canadians certainly certainly not Albertans. They don't have a lot of social license to keep sending money on to or, you know to Quebec uh, if Quebec does not want to work with them. So well put. Yeah, well, so we're going to be. There's going to be a fight, no question, but are Albertans feeling like uh, somewhat of a relief today?
1: Yeah, this is a, a huge relief. Uh, the the government, much as it made noises about uh, the fact that it was dedicated to making change and everything, it was not standing up to B.C. Uh, it was not. Standing up to to Ottawa on these issues in uh, just a thousand small ways. I know most Canadians heard about the big ways that that certain things were opposed, but it was so many small ways with regulations and yeah. and uh, an investment atmosphere. I mean, seriously, if you want business to come to your country or to your province, you need to put out the welcome mat and you have to show you mean it. That's how it works. You know, the U.S. is not there to be our friend. They want to eat our lunch. Venezuela, same thing. They want to eat our dinner. We got China. They like to have our breakfast. So, you know, we've got nothing left. If we're not uh, firm and clear and have a strategy and make sure we let the world know that that Canada is open for business, they'll just continue to assume that we're not.
0: Yeah, well, that's my fear. Uh, Stuart, thanks so much. We'll uh, touch base and uh, hope to God that that tanker ban does not happen. But I appreciate you joining us.
1: Thank you.
0: That is uh, Stuart uh, Muir, who is... uh, you know one of the one of the many groups not only fighting that tanker ban but uh, trying to educate uh, about energy resource and and simply this fight this fight that has been leveled against our resources on global news radio